So once again, if you're just joining us, a verdict has been reached in the Derek Chauvin trial. We'll obviously carry that for you live. Anywhere between 4.30 and 5.30? I thought I just read 4.30 and 5. Okay. I would say probably closer to 4.30. I hope it's okay to hope for peace and harmony among all people. Real quick before John's joints. Ma'am, how may we help you today? Oh, good afternoon. Thanks for that um, great game with Jesus. I just wanted to um, tell you about my father who art in heaven. He used to say when you go out to dinner, make sure you're ready to give a good tip or don't go out at all. Wait, hold on one second. Your dad dad who went to the great beyond, he got through St. Peter and the pearly gates into heaven, of course. He used to say, take care of those servers. That's good. That's good that he taught you those lessons, Patty. Now tell me, what do you think is a good tip for good service? Well, it's a great question, and I love that you're bringing content to the show. Uh, more calls like that will get you on the air more frequently with us for sure. I I don't believe that there is too much you can give to good service. We had a lady who absolutely slayed it at Skyway Jacks uh, for us this week. Our bill was probably 80 bucks for all of us, and I think we tipped her 30 or 40 uh, So, you know, if, if you get... A free meal somewhere, uh, I'd drop 100 on them, 200 sometimes if it's a really nice free meal somewhere. But it could be as much as if you have a $10 t- uh, check for breakfast, you throw them 5 bucks for a tip. 50% technically, more than 20%. Whatever you feel is right, Patty. Well, I just want to invite you and John over to John Subs right by my house, and we're gonna, I'm going to treat you to a nice lunch. Okay. Who, John's Subs? Yeah, the one that's giving out the cruise, Cal the cruise. I, I really do. You know, I'm a sub man. I she's do, I do want to try. She's got to get the branding right, though. I mean, they're yeah, playing, they're yeah, probably, that, that they're is partners. true. They're, yeah, you know, they they're partnering with the yeah. Cal Cruise. You, you got to throw the whole name in there. You can't just say John Subs. They're doing that partnership so that they get uh, you know some word of mouth going on. Let's try that again. But isn't it John Smith? Subs? John Smith Subs. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. John Smith Subs, that's located awesome. in Lutes, Florida. There you go. Delicious homemade. Made from scratch submarine sandwiches that you're going to love, and That's you right. can also win a cruise on the Kelsa cruise. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Patty. Nailed That's it. much better. Thank you very much. Bye. Love you. Bye. Take it easy. <laughs> John's Joints, where John reads news stories. We play lullaby versions of popular songs underneath them, and she is something special, isn't she? <sighs> She really, really is. Yeah. Uh, John's Joints being brought to you by Medi Weight Loss. This is the medically supervised program that can change the way you think about losing weight and help you shed the pounds you never thought you could. Accountability, I say it every day because I truly mean it. It's being a part of something bigger than just yourself, reading it in a book, going to a website. When you go in for those weekly check-ins and you've got that reward of meeting with people who look at you and go, you're killing it. You've lost another three pounds, another four pounds, whatever it may be, that keeps you motivated motivated and it keeps you losing weight they want to give bone listeners a free assessment go to startmedi.com slash 1025 or call 877 med loss when you do that make sure you let them know that you heard john sending talking about it on drew garabo live so we've been pretty open about the uh the vaccine here and how we're just hesitant now i'm not sure what could actually get me to get a vaccine if there was a prize like if they came out and said hey Hey, guess what? Today we're starting the prize system. I don't know what prize 
would get me there. Right. But I would at least perk up a little bit if I lived in New York because a longtime marijuana activist has organized an effort to dole out free joints in Union Square Park today, the unofficial marijuana holiday, uh, to anyone that shows up with a valid COVID-19 vaccination record. In a statement that reads, Krispy Kreme is giving away donuts for those with proof of vaccination. The least the medical marijuana movement can do is to take a stand for science. Dana Beal, he's the 74-year-old organizer of Tuesday's Joints for Jabs giveaway. Uh, <laughs> uh, I- I don't think a single joint could get me to get a vaccine, but if they said, hey, we're going to get you on a joint subscription program if you get your vaccine, and there'll be a joint in the in your mailbox every day for the next three weeks, I I think that's getting me down the road. So 21 joints is what you're looking for. <laughs> so I guess if you just put that in one yeah, uh, pack of joints, one pack of joints, you could probably get me to get vaccinated. All right. I'm easily swayed. My morals aren't that. What about an eighth? It sounds fun. like my initial that voice in the back of my head goes, okay, yeah, do it for the eighth, do it for the yeah. eighth. But deep down inside, I think I'm going to need a little bit more than that. Quarter? Go half ounce and we're definitely good. Half ounce for getting vaccinated. Well, I mean, I got, how about this? How about this? I'll, buy, I'll go for the Pfizer two shot. You give me a quarter on my first, you give me another quarter on my, on my second. How about a joint on your first and a joint on your second? Okay. Like I said, this is this isn't necessarily for me, but it definitely gets me thinking. We spoke earlier about the phenomena or the fake phenomena, whatever you want to call it, uh, that has to do with young kids eating edibles. Every year around Halloween, we see tons and tons of articles. Be warned, people want to give your kids marijuana edibles. My only problem with that is, first of all, who's going to waste their perfectly good edibles on a kid? And secondly, even if you were some sort of sick weirdo who wanted to get kids high, you would never even get to enjoy watching the kids get really high. So you'd just be sitting at your house like, they're kids high somewhere. (laughs) So I never believed any of that. But the headline from the Washington Post reads, as more states legalize marijuana, more children accidentally ingest THC-laced Edibles. In January, a 12-year-old in New Jersey was taken to a hospital after eating a large quantity of what appeared to be Skittles, but turned out to contain THC, which, if you didn't know, is the active ingredient in marijuana that produces the high sensation. In December, a 3-year-old was rushed to the hospital after eating candy that looked like and we've all seen him, a nerd's rope, but was laced with THC. And in September, a young boy in Massachusetts ate so many THC-laced candies that emergency room doctors found about three grams of THC in his body, which would put a grown man down to the ground. According to the article, poison control centers across the country said they've seen a spike in the number of children who have ingested THC after eating their parents' edibles, rising from just 19 cases in 2010 before recreational pot was legalized in any state. What do you think that number went up to? Oh, man. So it was, it was 19 in 2010 right. before before any recreational pot was legalized Ooh. in any state Ooh. to last year. 40s? Man. Higher? Yeah. How much higher? 540 cases last year. About 400 of those cases, the children were under the age of five. We all love the nerds rope. 
let's just make sure we're being responsible parents. I also believe that just the side sidebar, the nerds rope, and I don't see them often, on its own, non-medicated, also a delightful, underrated treat. Unfortunately, it is, and that's what's led to so many kids. I don't see non-medicated nerds ropes ever anymore. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think that they've actually, the medicated nerd rope is easier to find now than just a nerd rope. So that's probably, they've taken over this this the specific candy. So lots of states have done stuff to try and, and, and fight this off. California restricts the sale of edibles shaped like people, animals, insects, or fruits. Shaped like people? Yeah. Pennsylvania allows only pills, oils, gels, creams, tinctures, and liquids, which is where we were up until recently. They just started doing edibles in Florida, and they're, they are. Just like when you said poison, poison, I think that the edibles in Florida have to be double-bagged, and there's a big red triangle on it that says THC with an exclamation point to let you know. Um, Utah allows a gelatinous cube or gummy as an edible, but prohibits cookies, brownies, candy, and anything that has an appearance that could be appealing to children. North Dakota currently has an all-out prohibition on edibles. So... I think it just depends. I mean, they fought for it. It didn't come until much later here in Florida. And remember when we were at Move doing the podcast, they told us there is a concentrate uh, that you can get from marijuana called crumble. And and, and the state wasn't even allowing them. You don't eat it. You smoke it. But they weren't letting them sell crumble because they thought people would think that that was some sort of cookie-based product calling it crumble. So they've come a long way. But at the same time, I kind of get it. Like, we shouldn't. Let's I mean, not make it look appealing to kids. And, and I really battle with this frame of thought because I know that alcohol and weed are very different. But at the same time, there's a small equivalent to be drawn where if you said, hey, we're putting together this really cool hard seltzer, but we're packaging them in little pouches that, that say Capri Sun, S-O-N on it, and, and it's all on the up and up. I mean, it's yeah. still it's bad. dangerous and it's, and it's bad. You know, the only reason you make the packaging appealing is so people buy it off the shelves. You're selling that stuff to stoners who would buy it if you drew poo-poo on there. They don't. We don't care that it looks authentic like Willy Wonka's nerds. You can say, big flaccid wiener candy. Eat it with a big picture of an uncircumcised big flaccid wiener. Well, I mean, you know. You still tear it open and chow I mean, down. That, that can be. That does sound kind of appetizing as well. So That's all I'll say. If you want to know what's going down at the Senning Compound tonight. Yeah. I'm about to tell you. All right. They dropped it today on 420. It's only right. When the perfect cross-section of the things you love in life come together, what you get is the new Hulu docuseries, Sasquatch, which is built around journalist David Holthouse's account of one very strange night in Northern California in 1993. So this guy, I guess, has done insane uh, journalistic work. He has embedded himself with the KKK. He's been over in the Middle East and embedded himself in the Taliban. And for this new documentary, he embedded himself with some of the baddest dudes in the backwoods of Humboldt County in Northern California, where if you've seen anything, what was that? Was that Murder Mountain? Murder Mountain. 
the things that go on in weed country of California are already insane. Very unweed-like. But the b- basis of this idea and story is, while Whole House was visiting a friend on a marijuana farm, a terrified visitor arrived in the middle of the night telling stories about seeing the bodies of three men who had been ripped apart by a Bigfoot. Holt House, who'd put the memory aside for decades, returns to California's cannabis-growing Emerald Triangle to investigate the now hazy but deeply unsettling story in a three-part show that's premiering today. On Hulu. On Hulu. The mythical forest-dwelling creature turns out to be the starting point of a larger story about the violent history of the area. So I think that for fun... And because it's kind of sexy, they put the Sasquatch part in. But I think it's really going to be more about how dirty that that area is and how many people are. They just disappear. disappear. There are more people disappearing from this part of California per capita than almost anywhere else on Earth. So whether it's Bigfoot uh, ripping people up and eating them or something to do with the weed trade, I think it sounds like a damn cool documentary. Watch that after the Bolts game tonight. It's going to be extra chippy between those two teams. I can't wait. I'm glad you brought that up. Yanni Gord scored two minutes and 50 seconds in overtime last night to give the Tampa Bay Lightning a 3-2 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. In a critical matchup between the Central Division contenders, Alex Kalorn and Braden Point also scored for the Lightning, and Vassy finished with 25 saves. That was a damn fun game last night. I mean, it's getting, I know we're getting closer to the playoffs, but the energy, the energy is tangible, and you could really, uh, you could really feel it last night. Carolina and Florida are tied for the Central Division lead with 63 points, though the Hurricanes have two games in hand. The defending Stanley Cup champion Lightning are one point behind the co-leaders. That's going to be some game tonight. It's going to be sexy. Gord found a loose puck alone in the right circle, and his after his initial shot was stopped by, by Mrazek, Gord was able to put in the rebound before the Carolina goaltender could reach back. It was Gord's 16th goal of the season. He's He's got a little extra fire about him. Oh, he does, and Alex Kalorn had the fire last night with an unbelievable hit and then a fight right afterwards. It, I mean, I'm, you know, it's nice to be hyperbolic with moments. It felt that last night, that moment, that OT win could have been through this lull where we've been kind of like, okay, when is it going to, when's the flip going to, when's the flip going to switch? When's the switch going to flip? I think last night could have very well been that night. I hope so. By the way, did you know that in the dispensaries, they are not allowed to call them gummies. They have to call them soft chews. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, sadly I've, yeah. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been told couple times. Happy, the man from North Carolina. Yeah, the, Bobcat the, the, killer. The Bobcat killer. Yeah. Um, everybody wants to know what, what is he up to? What's going on with Happy and his wife after they were attacked by the Bobcat? They got a bunch of uh, rabies shots from what we've heard. I thought we'd see him on Good Morning America. Still no major interviews that I've witnessed, but leave it to their local uh, North Carolina affiliate to be the ones to get the first exclusive with um, with Happy. Oh no! No, I, I oh I got it over here. I had to switch it from the TV where we're going to carry the live version. Oh, okay, 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 okay. No, I was I was saying oh no on my end. Oh, sorry. But hold on. Okay. A bobcat attack in the Cape Fear is making headlines. A husband grabbing the animal off his wife and throwing it. I spoke with that couple tonight to hear their first-hand account of what happened. We must warn you: some may find parts of this video disturbing. <laughs> It's a video that's racked up millions of views worldwide on social media. A rabid bobcat attacking a couple in Pender County. Oh, 
Happy and Christy Wade say the day started off like any other as they stepped outside to their quiet Bergal neighborhood. We were taking our senior cat to the veterinarian, and uh, my husband walked out before I did with a cup of coffee and some treats for the vet. But this morning, something was different. I walked out shortly after and heard a growl uh, beside one of our vehicles in the driveway. The Wades say the bobcat ran from across the street at a neighbor's house up into their driveway when the attack happened. It first attacked my hand that I held behind me to try to... Just a quick question here. I'm not ready to go fake fish on any of this. Right. But... I haven't heard anybody say that this was long ago, like that that this happened a long time ago and that we're just now getting wind of it because you will hear and she's going into right now the injuries that she sustained and they kind of point to the places on their body. If it was recently, then all of their wounds have healed and there, there is no there's no damage. I'm thinking this happened in the last week and she says it attacked my hand. She holds up a hand which appears to be unscathed. Fend it off, and then I felt it crawl up my back. Hearing his wife's screams, Happy jumped into action as the wild animal tried to bite Christie's neck. I kind of shoved my arm in there. That's why I ended up with it face to face. And it's not really until um, I get it a few steps away that I look at it and I realize it's a bobcat. And I say, oh, my God, it's a bobcat. As Happy tried to carry the bobcat away from his home, it sunk its teeth into him multiple times. The third time it bit me, I could actually feel the tooth on my bone because there's no skin there. He's 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 holding his hand towards the camera, <laughs> saying, "I can feel the teeth in my bone, and it's no, there's nothing there." Right. You know, so it just, and that was when I realized, and that's when I flung it. Instead of running away into the woods, the animal ran back toward the house and into the garage. Happy says he could tell something was wrong. I knew because of the way it acted that, and this is not normal behavior for a bobcat. Only a bobcat that was rabid would uh, do this. 30 shots later each, they claim, in the stomach. 30 rabies shots yeah. in the tummy. Yeah. Which, maybe we just have to accept it didn't just happen. I guess. You're saying it's staged? I'm not saying that it's staged. I'm just saying maybe it didn't just happen like last week. Maybe this was something that happened last year or something, and the video just went viral because I don't understand why he's showing me his wounds and there's no wounds to be seen. Great question. That's all I'm saying. And that happened where again? Cape Fear. Oh, yeah. I'm scared. No, it's the Cape Fear music. Like Robert De Niro. Counselor! Yeah, that's a hell of a movie and probably primed for a bad remake as well. Uh, I hope not. De Niro needs to keep working because of his wife's addiction to Stella McCartney stuff I just read. He's doing bad movies. What's your favorite thing to call weed? Excuse me? Your th- your favorite thing that is th- to call weed that's not just weed. I like the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. Um, everybody's looking for a different angle to talk about weed on today. And mm. here's some of the, the list of the most used marijuana slangs. Marijuana, marijuana, pot, hashish, kush, Mary Jane, 420, ganja, dope, green, chiba, bud, reefer, chronic, puff, sticky icky, wacky, tabacky. A Florida original, which I did not learn until I moved here, is crippy. Oh, yeah. Now, not only is that a Florida thing, was it 
an old school Florida thing. Oh, I feel yeah. like I was hearing it all the time when I first moved to Florida, and now I don't hear anybody say Crippy anymore. Oh, my God. Crippy is the first thing other than regs that there was. Like, you went from just brown Mexican dirt weed, and then you called it Crippy or Crypto Bud. This is Crippy Weed by Florida Zone Supervillains. They'll be at Janice Live on May 8th. Crippy. Is that a, that's just Florida? I had never heard it. And I, I think it could be one step further, and it could be East Coast, Central Florida. I'll buy that. I don't know that they use it over here. I'm trying to. Urban Dictionary. Oh, yeah. High-quality grade marijuana, usually from Florida. Usually from Florida. Yeah, but it's grow in Orlando. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it can usually make its way to everywhere in Florida from Jacksonville to Tampa, but Crippy is usually based in or grown in Orlando. That makes sense. Dude. You can't come with weed and be back on the street. Is that the price you must pay? I want to the lyrics of the uh, chorus. I got two pounds of Crippy weed and I'm rolling through St. Cloud, which is in Orlando. Driving 192. Got the reggae music. Hank Love. Right here. Don't forget the 430 verdict. The jury asked zero questions and reached a verdict uh, in just a few hours. What does that What does that normally mean? I know that when a when a verdict comes quickly, it usually people take it one way or the other. Is it guilty or not guilty? I refuse to speculate. But what does it normally mean? If uh, I Googled what does a quick verdict mean, what would it say? It means they reached a decisive verdict either way. Either it was clearly obvious that he was innocent or guilty. One of those two, for sure. You think so? Yep. A fast verdict could indicate sympathy with the defense. Mm. That's from lawfacts.com. Mm. Or an overwhelming recognition of guilt. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> Tremendous insight. So I think you nailed it when you said it will probably either be guilty or not guilty. Thank you. I'm going to stand by that. So you had an instance, uh, an incident, if you want to call it, with an Uber driver. Um, well, he just made a snide comment. Well, I mean, it was what he makes that snide comment to somebody else. Yeah. And things could end up like they ended up oh. in Pinellas County because a woman is behind bars after deputies say she assaulted an Uber driver. According to the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office, um, 55-year-old Michelle Stillwell, unprovoked, began to choke the driver while he was driving. Have you seen the videos of this? It's pretty intense. She She's biting him and choking him it just... In an insane way, they believe she was under the influence of alcohol, but looks like something more like bath salts to me. Stillwell was charged with tampering with a witness and aggravated battery and released a combined $15,000 bond for the two charges, <laughs> 2.30 Sunday morning. Jeez. So, uh, I'm all burnt up. Okay. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Are we going to play the new article before yeah. we are guests? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll take these calls. We'll play the new article, and then uh, we will talk to our guest right at 420. Yep. Drew Gobble Live, who are you? Hey, this is Daniel. What's up, Daniel? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. It's popping. Trying to play John's Joints. All right, go ahead. Give me the three songs. Uh, Californication, One Love, and Smoke Your Joints. That is absolutely correct. Well done, sir. You win absolutely nothing, but, uh, man, you got bragging rights on Drew Garabo Live. Well done. Three weed-themed. Uh, Californication, not really that weed-themed, but it fit with your California story. And the Chili Peppers all started smoking yeah. weed about nine years old. I support it. Drew Garabo Live, who are you? This is Matt. What's up, Matt? 
I was going to say John forgot the one big one is hippie lettuce. He didn't forget any. Uh, we just didn't have time to list everything that everyone has ever called marijuana, sir. I forgot it. Well, you've got done a beautiful job. Thank you so much. Drew Gobble Live, how can I help you? Uh, yeah, so John sitting the original Cape Fear movie was 1962. Gregory Peck, right? The Niro was remaking. Yeah, we know. Yep. We, we know. Uh, so we're just saying they could use to reboot the reboot. Drew Gobble Live, go ahead. Okay, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Hello? Hello, you guys there? Go ahead, sir. Hello? Go ahead, sir. Oh, yeah. I was just, no, I am. I was just uh, hearing you guys talking about well, what different things you call weed. Um, a little trivia, and it's, in fact, it's in an Eagles song. The, uh, the Mexican, uh, and they have a, a, a word for it. Um, you want to guess? No. Thank you. So, um, John, there's a new article sound system that was released last night. Sugar Shack Sessions, our buddies down there, Eddie and the crew, running things in Bonita Springs, spreading the brand throughout the country. They got down with our friends in Article Sound System. We love the hell out of those guys. I mean, Adam, Logan, the Chris's, and Fabian are some of the nicest and most talented individuals you'd ever want to meet. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and them being in the the reggae realm, the one thing that they've kind of been missing for their repertoire was a, a bit of a stoner anthem. So they finally have put their you know their, their their tune in, and I think it will be featured on this upcoming album, which is very exciting. So here for four twenty on four twenty. Before we talk to an author who will be talking about four twenty, uh, here is article sound system. The song is "I Want to Get High," and if you're so inclined, we're not mad at you. YouTube Sugar Shack Sessions.
Particle Sound System, A-R-T-I-K-A-L. They recorded this down with our buddies at Sugar Shack Sessions in Bonita Springs. Look at all the Sugar Shack Sessions videos. I was a production assistant on the Supervillains one that's going to come out on Monday. They're doing really passionate work down there. They care a lot about the music, the culture, and everything. They're worth your uh, time. And now I'm very interested to speak with Danielle Simone Brand, Ivy League grad, journalist, conflict resolution specialist. That's a pretty sweet title. Was like a lot of you probably were. Um, You relied upon the tired and inaccurate stereotypes of the stoner. The dude with chocolate chip cookie crumbs all over him on a beanbag chair watching his 11th Cheech and Chong movie of the day. Well, she's not like that. You see, society embraces the mom who needs a couple of mommy drinks at playgroup with her besties, living her best life with seltzer and whatnot. Prescription medicine, oh, that's okay. Take your Paxil, your Xanax, your Valium, your whatever. But God forbid you should smoke a plant that comes from the earth to regulate your mood and to give you a little relaxation. Well, her book, Weed Mom, The Canna Curious Woman's Guide to Healthier Relaxation, Happier Parenting, and Chilling TF Out, is available now, and we welcome author and Ivy League grad Danielle Simone Brand. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Drew. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it, and uh, congrats on the book and finding something to take the edge off a little bit and having the brass cojones, if you will, to stand up and say, I'm doing this. Thanks. You know, it's it's been a journey for me. Absolutely. You told uh, a little bit of my story. You know, I used to dislike it and really subscribe to those donor stereotypes and not understand it. And I, I had, you know, an epiphany really for myself. And I realized how helpful it was for me and really could be for so many people if we just dropped those stigmas. And I think it's up to people like you, Danielle, to explode those stigmas, to kind of uh, flush the stereotype down the toilet and say, look, this helps me take the edge off. I'm a better person. I'm a more lucid thinker than I would be if I'm three vodkas deep or, uh, you know, a couple of milligrams of some uh, SSRI or whatever. Nothing against people who need those. Uh, But you're doing things a little bit differently. One could say organically. Did you have a specific moment where kind of the page turned for you from page 419 to 420 in the Encyclopedia Botanica? That's a great way to put it. Thank um, you. Yes, really. It was, it, there was a particular moment for me, and it was because I was a yoga teacher for years and, you know, always came back to my yoga mat to just figure things out and, you know, get into the present moment and be in my body and, you know, all that wellness stuff that's a big part of our culture these days. That's really important to me. And so um, I decided to experiment with legal cannabis for the first time really as an adult, you know, a, you know mom in my late 30s, mother of two you know, right there on my yoga mat. And I had such a a wonderful, healthy feeling, you know, good, balanced experience. And I thought, you know, I've been missing out. I haven't been, I just, I didn't understand the plan before. And now I I realize there's so much more depth to it. 
Man, this is uh, you're, you're preaching our language over here. My partner, John Sending, I'm sure has some questions for you. Maybe not as good as mine, but he'll do his best. John Sending, what you got for Danielle, whose book, Weed Mom, The Can of Curious Woman's Guide to Healthier Relaxation, Happier Parenting, and Chilling TF Out, is available now. I'm curious about so many different things when it comes specifically to to parenting and how, how those work or, or how being high while parenting works for you. But I'm a deviant, and my first question uh, has to do with how how THC and marijuana has affected your sex life oh, and can man. and can you preach uh, the good word of THC infused lube oh jeez oh. <laughs> so sorry well yeah there's, that's okay i mean there's a whole chapter in my book about sex and intimacy and relationships because it's important and i think that you know moms sometimes don't talk about that or feel like you know, there's just so many other things to manage in life that that kind of gets relegated to the, you know, the last priority. And it is important. Sex is important for a good relationship. Absolutely. So, you know, cannabis helps me and so many other moms I know just, you know, get out of our heads a bit, relax, get into our bodies, enhance sensation. Um, yeah, weed lube is another <laughs> another thing that doesn't get you high, but it does, um, you know, it, for some people it enhances sensation and it really improves the experience. So yeah. how do you light the bowl yeah. with the weed lube spread all over it? Because that's going to be very difficult for me. The Even the stickiest flour is still going to be difficult to ignite if I'm pouring my lube all over there. <laughs> well, you know, mindful consumption, that's what I'm all about. <laughs> weed lube is fascinating it, to me. Really John, is. have you used it, John? Uh, no, but I'm ready to. I, I mean, it's on my to-do list this weekend. So I picture those parties that those moms have, you know, where they do like the, the moms who do the pleasure the, toys or the whatever. The Tupperware parties. Yeah, exactly, except the grown-up one with dildos. And, uh, and I picture a bunch of moms just sitting around with their yoga mats comparing notes on the different THC lubes. Don't tell me I'm wrong on that one, Danielle. I don't need you to explode and ruin uh, what I've concocted in my head, please. Okay, you, you can keep that fantasy, but um, <laughs> but honestly, I'd love to see that one day too. I'd love to see us just be more open um, about cannabis and about sex and about all kinds of difficult topics because you know, like, I just think that's how we that's how we figure things out by talking about them, and we you know we take them out of that shame and stigma area and we bring them into the light and, and we can be much more healthy and empowered that way that's why you're talking to a couple of pegging advocates right here on the radio uh john senning what do you have for danielle yep. simone brand uh danielle i'm very intrigued with the idea of being a little bit high or microdosing uh when you play with your kids because i think the old school way of thinking is oh my god you're getting high and then you know being around your kids or playing with your kids can you talk about some of the benefits uh, of microdosing with edibles and how you can kind of really get lost in the moment while playing with your kids like you wouldn't be able to otherwise yeah i mean honestly it's a game changer for me like pretend play is so much more fun with an edible <laughs> 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 believe me um but you know but honestly i i am all about responsible use and i talk a lot about how you know cannabis for me goes really well with those low stakes parenting moments where connection is really the goal where i just want to you know get lost in art with them or i just want to you know, tell stories and, and talk and listen to their issues. And, you know, that's, I'm not driving them to swimming practice, for instance. I'm not taking them rock climbing, you know, when I'm microdosing. It's all about, you know, it's all about that, you know, the right moment. But really, like, it enhances my patience, my creativity, yep. my ability to just, like, hang out and have fun with my kids. Boy, uh, uh, John's not a parent, but I am. And I will tell you, when your kid is younger and demanding every little bit of your attention and you find yourself playing video games that you would never play in a million years, I'm not going to say it helps 
uh, to enjoy a little bit of Lego Indiana Jones or Lego Batman yeah. <laughs> to sneak off and, uh, you know, ingest what you need to ingest. I am here to say, like you said, pretend play. I can way better method act uh, if, I, if I'm if i getting into my own head uh, with a little THC. And uh, the kid is none the wiser until they turn about 15 or 16. Right, Danielle? Right. I mean, I have I have an 11 year old and an eight year old, and Perfect. we talk about cannabis really openly in our house. I mean, they I keep it locked because I want them to be safe and sure. educate them about you know safety for sure. But you know, they know it's something that I enjoy. That it helps me you know tune into them better. It helps me you know sleep better. It helps me with pain when I have migraines. Like I use it for so many different things, and I just I don't see a reason to keep it a secret from them. I, I want to normalize it as like this is something that. You know, adults can use just like they can use wine or, you know, any other legal substance. Yeah. And we were advocating earlier as THC advocates ourselves, uh, we were saying how important it is for uh, those who are packaging edibles to back off the nerds rope a little bit. Like we, <laughs> we get it. You wanted to make it look legitimate, but too many kids are accidentally getting a hold of these and you want to make it look like vegetables or poison or something else <laughs> that they would not want to put in their mouth rather than fooling them into thinking that's really a chewy sweet tart or whatever uh, has a, you know, 500 milligrams of THC, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, labeling, the, the way that the products appear, packaging, like all that is important. And, you know, but, but also parenting is important. Like we can't rely on packages to do that, you know, that part for us. Like we have to educate our kids. We have to keep this, you know, whatever we have that's not safe for them out of, you know, out of their reach. But yeah, there's a bunch of different parts of that for sure. Danielle, before we let you go, uh, John just brought up a a story in his news about what different people in different parts of the country call cannabis. Do you have any pet names for the plant that's, that are unique to either you or your geography or your family or anything? Oh, that's an, well, you know what? I grew up in Hawaii, and it's known as Pakalolo. Pakalolo. Whoa. Pakalolo? That's with a P? Yes, yes. Oh, that's that's a, it. it's, it's kind of an older older Hawaiian term, oh, but that. yeah, that was in, pretty in use when I was growing up. It's my term now. Pakalolo. Pakalolo. Well, that's cultural appropriation, if you take it, John, uh, from Hawaii. Uh, well, you, I mean, I mean, no offense, Danielle doesn't. Well, actually, I don't know. Never mind. Uh, if, <laughs> she, how do you know she did? She's she's from. Yeah, Maui. I didn't know she. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm still taking it. Uh, Dan- I'm not. I'm not native. <laughs> okay, thank you. I was I was trying to not be offensive, but you're, that's what I was getting to. You're a Howley like us. Yeah. Uh, Danielle Simone yes. Brand, the book is Weed Mom, The Can of Curious Woman's Guide to Healthier Relaxation, Happier Parenting, and Chilling TF Out. John, what do you have for Danielle before we let her go? Danielle, are you on Twitter? No, not really, but I am on Instagram. I'm at Danielle Simone Brand. Perfect. Danielle Simone Brand. Great. We'll throw you a follow. Thank you very much for the time and the insight, and I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks, Drew and Mike. Same to you. Happy 420. Yep, you bet. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but but my radio legends and heroes in life, the show was called Drew and Mike, so oh, I'll yeah. just find I'll just find solace in that. That's Not that she from. called me. How perfect is it, though, knowing what's had happened in the past, that, that she called X. one of us the wrong name on 420? Perfect. perfect. Man, I did civil rights cases for over 30 years. 97 what? and 98... What? what should we do? I don't know. Should do you we want break? To, I mean, I just feel that if we push it and push it and it gets to be five, then right. I'll be worried. So, I mean, we could always cut in if it's happening. Right. Just know that if there is a verdict and it's while we're in break, we will cut in and bring you that verdict. And then we'll figure out our commercial situation elsewhere. When we come back, though, I would guess a verdict reached in the trial of Derek 
Shelvin. Are you ready for another scorching Florida summer? Beat the heat with Climate Design Home Services, the team that really knows indoor comfort. They've been customizing and servicing cooling and heating systems in Tampa Bay since 1973. Put their experience to work on your AC installation or repair and start enjoying total comfort. Folks know Climate Design best for keeping them cool all year and warm when they need just a little heat. But did you know Climate Design specializes in electrical and plumbing service too? Let them power up your world with electrical installation or repair. You got a clogged drain, broken water heater? They'll come to the rescue right away. Climate Design Home Services is located in Clearwater, and they've served the Tampa Bay area for almost 50 years and counting. With weekday hours from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and weekend service, too, they've got you covered. You want more info? Go to climatedesign.com. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.